ducked off low key, yeah, you know me. Kick it with Tyree, hit a three like Kyrie. Hello, guys. Welcome to Kicking It with Tyree, and I'm Tyree, and this is True. <laughs> Hello, True. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How what did you, you eat today? Boiled eggs. Boiled eggs. And um, a fish fillet sandwich and waffle fries. Only to ask you that because every time we like hang out or uh, shoot something, you always like had an interesting meal right before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> like, is so true. Every time, you're like, yeah, I've been, I made this vegan pizza, <laughs> and I don't know why <laughs> this vegan pizza <laughs> fucked up, but I can't even remember why. Up, that shit was hilarious. Because I put the wrong temperature. <laughs> and I'm like, ew, this is doughy. It was gross. <sighs> wow shit. Like that girl who fucking uh <laughs> this girl fucking scorpion right in front of both of us. And I didn't even know it was true. We were supposed to meet up for a shoot. All of a sudden this girl is fucking flipped over. That shit was hilarious. And then I'm like, uh, let me just roll around this bitch. Wait, who flipped over? The girl on a bike. You don't remember that? Oh, you yeah. were the girl like helping her? <laughs> like, yes, that I was almost like, I was forgot like, about that day. I was like, who who was that? And then that shit was Yeah. She I must think have she been was drunk she was something. off drugs or something. Cause the way she got up, like was like oh I'm fucked she, up. Um, like she kind of like was about to fall again like and the, her home girl she was like I like wanted she to looked help like she her, was tired of like, her shit <laughs> I need to find a parking spot and I was like uh, parking spot stuck in the middle of the road but her was, knees was all scraped up I was like are you okay she's like yeah I'm fine I'm like you sure <laughs> you sure you okay yeah. That was that crazy. shit was hilarious. I almost forgot about that. I'm like, dang, what the are you talking about? Wow, shit always happened right next to the Grand Avenue Mall. <laughs> like, that's where the wild shit happens. Man. But um how have you been musically? I saw that you've just dropped a true mix. Yeah. And I was a Chicago freestyle. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. I I, I liked Tussie Slide, but I feel like you were more in your element on this on this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think like it's because, one. I don't know, I got to sing a little more. And plus, like, I like that song a lot. And I like Giveon. Like, mm. his voice is nice. So Shout out to I, Giveon. Yeah. That was, that's one of my favorite up-and-coming R&B artists. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, I love him. But, uh, yeah, so when I, when I first heard that song, I was just like, hmm. There's a lot of people from Milwaukee who are actually working with him, too. That's I didn't even crazy. know that. That's crazy. Has, like, a videographer from Milwaukee have shot some of... I don't think it is she is shot the from- videos, but she's shot, like, BTS for him and stuff like that. And then uh, Rowan is... The, I don't know which one producer? he produced on there. That's lit. Produced one of his latest songs. So. Is he from Chicago for real? I don't know if he's from Chicago. Uh, I watched some of his videos and I thought he was from Long Beach or some shit. Oh, but I guess. He has a video like right in front of like Long a Long Beach High School or something like that. Hmm. Somebody let us know. <laughs> Somebody tell us, please. <laughs> <They> go, <laughs> Trying to figure out. <laughs> tune into this part only. <laughs> and then let us know <laughs> what that shit is. But, yeah. Uh, other than that, what made you start back doing those um i miss doing it um it's just i feel like back when i first started doing it i was just not consistent and i was putting too much pressure on myself so like even actually right before i did the true uh the chicago freestyle i was just like over it because i was like supposed to record that and this other um remix that i had made but the session didn't really go as a planned. And I was just like, dang, now I'm just sitting here on a Tuesday with nothing to post. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hit up my homie, uh, Lucian, and I was just like complaining to him about it. I'm like, I'm just going to give up. And he was, he had called me like, give up. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you need to just calm down. Smoke a joint. <laughs> right. Bring cool. your ass through here. 
And then like literally, I, um, he was like, maybe just take a little break from it or whatever. Like, don't put too much pressure or something like that. Literally a couple of days later, I recorded the song. And then a couple of days later, I like hit my homie, um, uh, Campo mm. that, that shot the video. I hit him up and I was like, I need a favor. <laughs> he was like, what's up? I'm like, you free to shoot a little video today? He's like, yeah. And he pulled up and we just shot it like That's what's up. within like an hour, two hours. So I got like, uh, like a thousand views. Yeah. Getting a great attention. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I actually plan on performing it. Um, I'm trying to see if like people are like interested in seeing me perform it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I posted on my story, like, should Outside? I perform this? Yeah. Yeah, you got got to do it quick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, in Wisconsin, it will go to winter very fast. I actually, my I actually do have a a performance coming up. Um, Where at? Plug it. uh, Alice's Garden. It's gonna be on Sunday. It's gonna be outside. Okay. So I gotta be cozy. Alice Garden. What time? So it's a protest um, because it's for black. it's a protect black women um event so it's going to be like a march um so that starts at three and then i think the the block party we're going to get to alice garden like around five so that's when the performance slash black party will start that's what's up uh that's a great segue into my next question that's okay. weird <laughs> <laughs> i know you're like you say you're a music activist you're a musician or an artist and you're also an activist what does activism mean to you in your music? And I know you just, I, I, I'm rambling on. <laughs> Sorry, you just dropped a song like a couple months ago called uh, Ten Toes. Yeah. And how does that song kind of incorporate what both artists and activists? Yeah. Um, I was inspired to make that um, a couple of days after George Floyd passed away. Mm-hmm. Um. I had just got my equipment um, and I was learning like how to make, like record myself in Logic. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to make like a typical love song. And I had been avoiding like watching like the video of him being shot just because like- I have no watch. Yeah. Like I just was avoiding that. But like, you know, it was just, it just, it clicked to me. Like I was making a love song because the song, the, the name of the beat was called Back and Forth. So I was making a, a, originally making a song about like going back and forth with a guy or whatever. Mm. Like, okay, we break up, we get back together. But then I was just like, Damn, it's so much. Like. You're going back and forth with. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, you know, I always make songs about that, but like it's real stuff going on right now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. I had started just saying whatever came to my mind about the situation and like that's what came out. Like I originally recorded it myself before I went mm-hmm. into the studio. Um and that's what like that's what came to mind. Like like it's messed up. Like we go through so much stuff and as black people, um as a community, we go back and forth trying to like we always marching. It's whenever mm-hmm. somebody gets killed or something messed up happens we go out and march and then we forget about it and then we yeah. go back out and then we it dies down you know what i'm saying so it's like what can we do to make a change and make that impact long lasting and like mm-hmm. really stick with us and i feel like uh just us as black people we go through so many like traumatic situations mm-hmm. i feel like we see we it so much heal. and it's like causing trauma mm-hmm to like communities and black communities like we see this video we all feel like we're looking at us in a way yeah. so we feel that traumatically so that kind of has a draining effect on us and mm. we keep seeing it keep seeing it keep seeing it like it's messed up crazy yeah but, um yeah it's really messed up and um that's kind of what inspired Chicago Freestyle too. Like when I le- heard the song, um, I was actually getting a tattoo <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. And then the next thing you know, I'm starting to like write words and like a couple people had like got shot and killed mm-hmm. here in Milwaukee. So um, I was just like, dang, like you talking about Chicago and this and that. And I'm like, you know, people don't really talk about Milwaukee at all. And they don't talk about what goes on here. Mm-hmm. And this, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, not only could I talk about like what goes on in our community, but I could talk about what we could do. You know what I'm saying? Like 
let's make money together. Like let's build our communities. Let's do something about, you know, what's going on. Like, yeah, there's people getting killed, but what are we doing? Yeah. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to make change yourself? That's yeah. the question as well. Like, how do you plan on making change and uh, what steps are you going to move forward with it? Yeah. Um, so I plan on making change through my music, through artist activism. Um, I'm currently working uh, with Lit. Um, I'm uh, contracted through them um, under their artist fellowship. And um, the project that I'm curating is uh, a Milwaukee mixtape, basically a collaboration EB um, with local artists. So I basically get to contract artists to like make songs about Milwaukee and the social and racial injustices that we face. So it's like, not only are we all speaking about that, but I get to pay them. They're all black and brown That's artists. Um, you know, I get to teach some of the artists about like the business side of music and how you can make, you know, residual Money, income yeah. from your music, um, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, and then investing, you know, investing in myself, not just my music, but, um, in the community. Like I've been looking at different ways that I can invest in the community and give back. Um, can I have a skit on the, uh, the mixtape? I, I just wanted to be called on a G and then I'm just going to like say, say some stupid shit. Like on a G nigga. I swear to God. Low key. Wait, what's <laughs> that would go crazy. <laughs> let me get on there. Let quick. me know because uh, we got we got some sessions coming up. This hey, week, let me so. know. I'm always available. I'll be. In that would go crazy. <laughs> crazy. I'll write a whole little skit out. because I was gonna actually um, find a sample off of like YouTube, um, and it was like, damn, I forgot what they're called, but like it's this group, and um, a producer had like showed me like this like little video and it was a song and they were like niggas niggas <laughs> niggas all niggas and then in the back in the background like they was just saying niggas and niggas and then like the dude was yelling like niggas don't wanna die they wanna multiply niggas don't want like it was, it was just saying a whole bunch of shit and i was just like this is like low-key like amazing so if you was to do some owner g shit that like, that would go crazy uh that'd really capture yeah Milwaukee <laughs> for I real swear. for real yeah Man. that would uh, be amazing who there's some segue into some more questions who are your influences in music hmm I always stumble on this question when people ask me this. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people influence me, but um, I have to say, like, when I started music, I don't know, I guess it's like really just like everybody that I grew up on, like in the 90s, because that's what people say, like, they the when vibe. they, yeah, my vibe is like 90s, early 2000s. So it's like, all of those people like Whitney Houston for sure. Like I was listening to uh constellations today and I was like, this is brandy. I was like, this is a brandy yes, vibe. People say brandy as well. This is a brandy I vibe. love brandy. Whitney Houston and Brandy, Cinderella. I, I just that was my shit. I watched that over and over and over. Like when I found out Whitney Houston passed away, I was in high school and I cried. It was like a plan on the radio, and I'm like. I, I cry and then like sparkle had just came out like mm -hmm. or it was about to come out yeah because i remember that movie came out like right after, after she, she passed and so i waited like at least a, a year or a couple years before i watched that and when i watched it she had saying um his eyes on a sparrow and i lost it i lost it. i'm like yeah i can't do this because she She's just, just has it's her essence for me like her essence is just you feel her and that's what I wanted to, like, that's what inspired me. Like, I want people to feel me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want people to feel like they know who I am. Like, they like they right here with me when I'm singing to them. Yeah. And I'm right here with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I shouldn't have smoked that. <laughs> I'm trying to be on your level. Look. <laughs> before I started. I'm, like, uh, stuck in this couch right now. But, um. 
I feel like that's one of my favorite songs by you, Constellations. And yeah. I I feel like that's at a point where I am in my life. And like, I, you feel like you just need to take that next step and you got to take that leap. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was playing that all morning today because um, I plan on performing at uh, this next weekend um, for a set that I'm going to be a part of for um uh what is it called it's the social justice um performance it's a show happening at no studios okay um no studios yeah um what time 6 p.m so actually it's moody's show and she's like you know gave me a little a little part on her set so (laughs) come come do a song yeah yeah calendar yeah i love her but 15th, yeah you said or you said next weekend yeah so the 17th yeah and it's gonna be an outside performance too but uh so i'm looking forward to that because i'm gonna be in there with a hoodie yeah we a we, chilly we haven't we performed together in a long time so and by perform together like being on stage because i we don't have like songs out with each other we just yeah. be listening to like songs and that we got in a vote and we just like yeah they'll never hear it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i'm excited about that yeah i haven't seen moody in a long ass time we did the last time i saw her we did an interview for four four one four day and then it never came out because they never had four one four days so wow because like, of fucking covid i feel like covid has really like put a like gash and everything people Honestly, have planned. It put a gash and stuff, but it actually paved a it paved it paved the way at the same yeah, time. Yeah, because like, honestly, in November I said I was not gonna perform no more. I was just gonna you know write, I was just gonna write day. you know develop myself. And then COVID happened, and like I just was on like this. I had like this like reflection, like I was really like doing like inner work, like doing some healing. And I feel like that's how I was able to like pour out that song the way I did, because mm-hmm. like I was. You were going through it at yeah. the same time so you could really feel it. Yeah. You know? Um, so, and ever since I've done that, like, I don't know, everything like doors has just been opening, like literally ever since, like, you know, um, Lit reached out to me. Um, I, I just had opportunities to perform. Like I was protesting. I never went to a protest until this year. Mm-hmm. Like, but I was like, I just decided like, when will I use my voice? You know what I'm saying? When will I step out? Like I had to like step out and outside of my personal fears, outside of my, my own little anxieties, outside of my overthinking, being judged or being looked at like, having stage fright and shit Mm -hmm. like that like i had to put myself out there and ever since i've been doing that like not only have i been embracing me but everybody else has like i used to think like when people told me they like my music i'm like you're lying you're lying to me you don't have to lie that's how i feel when people tell tell me they like my videos i was like Cause I watch this shit like eighty times. And I'm annoyed exactly, and I'm point. just frustrated. I'm just I want to beat my engineer ass for gassing me at this point. <laughs> like, I'm, but uh, yeah, I feel like um, I heard us. I don't know where I heard these stories. I, it might have been Joe Budden, but every time someone's like talking about right before they had like a crazy amount of success, I was, they say that they had this ego death moment where yeah. like they lost their ego and they just said whatever happens i'm just going for it and yes. i'm not gonna have any personal vendettas or it's just gonna put everything out there and work with do whatever you can to get for it and i feel like you always do need that moment in your life where you're like you know what fuck it it's just <laughs> it like this is it and you're not going back literally like, the whole <laughs> summer that's what it's been like fuck it like fuck it <laughs> why 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 wait like i've been pushing i'll put things to the side i'll put things on a back burner i'll just be like you know what maybe this isn't for me but it's like why wait like and covid has kind of like knocked some sense into me like what are you waiting on mm-hmm. 
Cause like you could sit here and wait I all day. Like, you know what I'm saying? You could sit here and wait all day, or you can just do it now and you never know how what you what can happen in a day or a couple of days. And like this summer proved that because I put that song out and I went to my first protest. And ever since, like ever since I spoke up, you know, and start believing in me and said, fuck, you know, what anybody mm-hmm. else has to say or whatever, people just be like, Yeah, yeah. Love it. Yeah, I, love I definitely it. feel that because <laughs> that's when I kind of like uh, said, you know what? I've been right. I bet this shit tweaked real quick. Stop right. recording. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys. <laughs> we got we had the reset, but um, pretty much we were talking about letting your ego die. Just say fuck it. I feel like. I felt that this year, mostly because I felt like once COVID happened, it's like, yo, what else are you going to do? Like, you need to get it done. You're working and just like not doing anything else. You might as well spend money on getting your dreams out. So that's when I started really working on like the comic book, the um, short films, pilot stuff like that, because I feel like I need to get my own content out and like try and push that because that's more what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. I want to make stories. I got into filmmaking to, you know, tell stories and help people tell their stories. That's literally me too. Like I started when I first started music, I wanted, I always wanted to make music that talked about what I'm talking about now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it took until now for me to actually start talking about it. So it's like, I feel like timing is gotta, everything. Got to protect or perfect that craft yeah. first. And then yeah. you can really get into like what music you're going to really be making. Like Lil Wayne didn't make the music he makes like from 2010 to now until 20 or like 2008. Really? Because Lil Wayne in 2005 is completely different. Definitely. 2015 completely Lil Wayne. Definitely different. But like I like Lil Wayne. The voice just Wayne. like <laughs> gradually gets higher uh-huh like, yeah he used to have a deep <laughs> voice now he sounds like a little alien or something <laughs> like, that's <a> lean. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> shout out Lil Wayne but um where do you see yourself uh with your music in two years and where do you see yourself going even outside of music in two years I definitely see myself like with placements. Like I definitely want to like put my stuff out there, like making making a solid income um, mm-hmm. from my music. Uh, collab, a lot of collaborations. You know, writing for artists um, and engineering. Um, I definitely see that in the next two years. I definitely. I definitely see it as well. I feel like there's a lot coming. And I know you're doing a lot and we're lit in your own stuff. And I know I'm going to, we're going to see it. You guys will see it in True West. Will, <laughs> you will know the name True West. Yes, That's you it. will. If you don't know True, you will know her soon. <laughs> you like that? Okay. <laughs> you got to trademark that now. Yeah. <laughs> you will know True. You will know her soon. Shit. Uh, but yeah, personally, I, I definitely, uh, I want to invest in, like, like I said, like I want to invest in things. Like I want to um, get a few businesses that I've been wanting to get started. I want to get them up and running within the next two years um investing in properties and all different types of stuff that's the move i want to buy a house definitely gotta make sure you can like have everything to buy a house you know you gotta be able to afford it you gotta be able to you know fix it (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i'm gonna break down down. got a fucking water heater yeah, you spend twelve hundred dollars just to get that shit fixed. It's like, damn. Yeah, what I are you ready do, for that? What <laughs> I, right? Are you really ready for that <laughs> that type of work? Because you, <laughs> as much as HGTV you watch, you just it's not the same as really putting that real effort into it. <laughs> What's that twelve hundred hit your? Like, damn, 
we, you ain't got no play, payment plans? <laughs> no like, payment nothing? plans at all. Like, what are you so, even doing? <laughs> shit, can I put this on the credit card? But <laughs> I definitely want to, like, buy up the blocks in, in our city. Like, I want That's... a lot of Black-owned stuff. Like, I don't want everybody to be on that. Like, that's what... Because that's what you... I feel like we just need to, you know, build our own community. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we don't own land or own properties, it's hard to do that and hard to, like, control what goes on in a community. Exactly. Without owning anything. Yet. Exactly. And that's yes. what I've been talking about. <laughs> like, I've been trying to, like, push that into my music, too. So, like, people can be like, hmm... She's she on to something. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's get on that. <laughs> like, um, like in 2C Sly, like, you know, you trying to make bands or not? Nah? Like, <laughs> it, we can make bands faster if we put our money together. Like, yeah, and like, I've been reading together. like um, books, like um, uh, Black Woman's Guide to Understanding the Black Men and um, Brainwashed and uh, 64 years to make a Negro. And they talk about like how black people used to pull their money together um, and make sure that they could, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Keep that money sustaining within that community. Um, But you know, now it's hard to keep the dollar within our community just because of if it's a black owned business, it's far out. It's not, it's like, you know what I'm saying? You Mm got to travel out to go and get that versus, you know, the nail salon on 35th and North is right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but you start to wonder like all of these, all of these businesses are catered to black people, but they're not owned by them. Uh-huh. JJ's buddies, the nail salons, like all of these places are catered to us in all in our neighborhoods, but none, none of them are owned by black people. That is a red flag to me. Cause they're not from here. They're foreign people. Mm-hmm. So they studied us. And it came here. And That's sick. Enough. Cause they know all the right things to get. Like you go into a beauty supply store, it got all the weave you can think about, all the hair supplies you can think of. But Who's, not one black person working that bitch. Sometimes. Not own it. Because they'll have <laughs> black employees. One black person working that bitch. You they'll got have all black employees. Yeah. Like, they'll have black like, employees, but they nobody got the owner be an Asian man. Yeah, it the is, owner be an Asian man. It's a supply store for black women. Like, that's red flags man. right there. Because ain't nobody looking at, you know, looking at, like, Asian cultures or um, Middle Eastern cultures and being like, yeah, I'm about to make some Mediterranean food right. and make a Mediterranean restaurant in, in a Mediterranean community. Like, no. I like, have no turban store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, no black people are doing that, or even thinking, oh, maybe how are how do they know how to do all of that? Nobody's thinking that, and yeah. that's like concerning. Like, that concerns me because, like, if it keeps going at the rate it's going, like, we not gonna have anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We not gonna be able to keep anything. What and, is your culture? If everybody's telling you what your culture is, exactly. You know? <laughs> Do you really know who you are or are you just doing what people tell you to do? What can you say? I'm not a slave of the culture. Because like, how can you have a culture if like you don't know what your real culture is? Exactly. I saw this thing on uh, Twitter the other day. It was like uh, African-Americans in America don't uh, claim their African side. And I was like, we don't know our African side. We don't know. If anything, we're just black. Like that. Like I don't even consider myself African American. I consider myself a black American yeah, because I don't have an African culture. Like I can't go like, oh yeah, I'm from Nigeria or Rwanda or some shit. It's yeah. just, I just don't know. Like I'm not gonna twenty three and me it either. <laughs> exactly. I don't care that much to do it. It's like, yeah. I feel like we're black Americans and they're. African Americans, like that they are have actually African, African. They have African culture. I mean, if background. anything, like yeah. as far as the history of my family, I know goes far back. On my mom's side, her great grandma was Native American, and then mm-hmm. on my dad, his mom is Creole. So it's like I, I don't, <laughs> I don't really. Uh, <laughs> there was. You know what I'm saying, and I think that's a lot of uh, a lot of a uh, lot of our problem as well is we're not taught traditions, we're not taught our history passed down from our parents and their parents. Mm-hmm. Like 
I feel like we're also not taught real history. Yeah, no. Accurate history. We're, we we rely not, on school to teach us yeah. that versus it being taught from home. And that's the problem because you look in other communities, they're getting taught they're getting taught culture and history at home first and then they're going it's to like, school to learn whatever they need to learn. Yeah, it's like yo, look at the stats. If 10 million Africans were enslaved in the US and only 400 came off of a boat or 400,000 came off of a boat do the fucking math we was already in this bitch exactly <laughs> it's a, it was hella indigenous black people <laughs> like, like we was already here they just they tell you they killed off the indigenous people but, but they really didn't. they just enslaved them they did it and now the dark there's still africans here who like traveled through like south america up because you know the, there's like this current i don't know the name of it there's this current that goes right off of uh, Africa mm-hmm. and it goes straight into like the coast of South America. Mm-hmm. And they say in history, I like listen to some TED Talks and shit, but that like West Africans would travel through that current to South Africa and they would go up mm-hmm. through Mexico through and come up to America. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. That's I've, I've heard things like that too. So it's like, you know, people say, oh, you know, stop trying to take other people's heritage. Nobody said, like, we want to be Native American. What we're saying is black people were indigenous as well. Yeah. Not saying we were, you know, we had the same heritage as Native Americans, but there were definitely indigenous people who were black, that, who were black, <laughs> that had different practices and they they were just on the other side like yeah just like florida area and like pretty much like the south yeah like where most of the <laughs> black, people black people were <laughs> i don't know if you understand this like that's where all the black people were in the south that's where all the indigenous black people were and there was like, I'm trying to think of this fucking guy's name. I gotta listen to it again. Because how did they expect yeah. us to just know how to pick some cotton off of a foreign land anyway? True. And grow grow herbs that naturally grow here. Nigga. You know they, what I'm saying? Like they hit you hard enough with that fucking yeah, you gonna learn, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh shit. All right. Hey, All I right. was at Alice's garden and I had learned that um I remember that shit. Like uh, slaves, like they basically like didn't permit slaves to like grow crops for themselves, but they would grow the crops for the slave masters. Mm-hmm. And like, there's natural properties of like plants um, that they don't teach us about that we already knew. We knew about the natural properties and like the healing properties that it held, like chamomile. Mm-hmm. Like chamomile can is a sedative so like it can help you be calm it can help you you know with anxiety but it can also knock you the fuck out so like they wouldn't let the slaves like grow it for themselves because they could use it against the slave masters and like knock out a whole house wow i thought that was out of that bitch yeah and escape i never knew that yeah I, i was just like in shock because you know a lot of the um medicine that's created is based off of plants. So instead of taking pills that can just takes the symptoms away, but doesn't really take the illness away, you can just grow a plant in your backyard. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And be healthy. Yeah. At least as healthy as you can be. Yeah. And without having to go to, you know, the doctor to get like, fucking sleeping pills or mm-hmm. stuff like that you just go to natural approach like, yeah you don't want fucking sleeping pills anyway like stay away literally like <laughs> all those little pieces of leaves and stuff that you don't like you just don't think about they all mean something like bro was saying uh sea moss like, yeah why would i ever know what sea moss did until he just told me and now i want to go buy it like like uh <laughs> like, fucking daffodils are technically a weed apparently mm-hmm. but they heal like almost anything maybe that's why they make a spray yeah 
they make you kill the daffodil so you can't use them. <laughs> oh. See that? Yeah. We had daffodils that grew in our backyard and my mom made my little brother like whack them down. And then she ended up telling me like a couple months later, like, yeah, you know, daffodils do this. I'm like, so why you have, Just pick why you have my little brother fucking, you know, cut them down? She was like, because they're considered a weed. I'm like, so you know what it could do, but because you're told that they're considered a weed, you're you... not supposed to. Maybe weeds are good for the grass. I think it is. <laughs> I always thought that. Like, I mean, weed is good for you, so I think weed for grass is good. I've been working at fucking, I'm not even going to say it, but I've sprayed grass as a job, and I'm like, really, we're like, poisoning yeah, the earth we are. right now. Mm-hmm. Like this is not better for the grass than fucking just having weeds in it. Like I'm this can't be just making this shit green synthetically. Like yep. it's, mm-hmm. it's not organic. That shit's gross. Like I can't wait to be done with that fucking place, but <laughs> I'm gonna cut this part out probably. <laughs> not trying to get fired on the day off and shit. <laughs> Dang. Anyway, oh, I listened to your podcast the other day. Uh, <laughs> you said some quite rude things about our company. Uh, we're going to have to let you go. We're going to have to let you go. They'll definitely do some shit. <laughs> like, like that. damn, you made me work the whole day. No, they'll let you come into work and then be like, yeah, you got to go home, man. <laughs> they go wait till you like pretty much done with the work already and be like, oh, yeah, you, you got to go. You got to get out of here. Uh, we saw what you did today, and you gotta get out of here. <laughs> I'm just happy I'm alone all day. But, um, another question that I had, uh, I saw you made a recent TV debut. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about How did you see that? Did you watch <laughs> thought, the episode? I saw it on your status, so I, like, <laughs> I couldn't find the episode, but I went and looked it up. I was like, uh, what is this? I gotta find her. But, yeah, that was crazy. Is it... <laughs> How was that? And what was it? I only I tried to look it up, but I could not find it. Okay, I'm about to blow minds right now. Okay, so I was on Judge Perez <laughs> as as a defendant. <laughs> was it like scripted? And you like it was not freestyle, <laughs> but um, it was impromptu. Impromptu, much. yes. Uh-huh. Um, but we had like basically a overall of like what we the story mm-hmm. and then we would just you know impromptu um a lot of people don't know that it's reenactments of like of a real like, events yeah. but everybody is in there they're not they're not just average well they're average day people but they're getting paid to be in there oh like i got paid to be to do that that's what's up yeah how <laughs> did you like <laughs> Have to stop. Yeah, we would like, <laughs> like re-go- we would go. We would go. Yeah, I was gonna say because I'd be fucking laughing. Like, I would not <laughs> be able to keep my cool on that shit. I yeah, like, no. It w- what's so funny is um, this was when I was out in LA, like when I was back back when mm. I was living out there, and I actually had a sprained ankle. Like I had like a sprained ankle. Like I had like a little thing wrapped around mm. my ankle, and. It was like people in the audience laughing because I had heels on and I was limping. So they were like, this bitch can't even walk in heels. Look at her. <laughs> and like whole time I got a sprained ankle. Whole character at this point. Yeah, I had a whole sprained ankle. Like in real life though. I fell down the stairs at my job. Really? That sucks. Like Where that were you was working? I was working at IPIC, um, which was pretty fun because I I got to meet like so many like celebrities. Like a, basically a lot of my favorite people, like I met Adele on my second day. That's what's up. I met Ty Dolla Sign, The Game, uh, Michael B. Jordan, Fine Ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it was, it was lit. But no, they um, they don't give a fuck about their employees. Um, and I fell down the stairs and I sprained my ankle, and that was the first time like I've ever had to ever have. Um, crutches really damn and i'm like for a sprained ankle y'all lying to me like dude i <laughs> fucked up my ankle before and i had to like have crutches that shit hurts it i does. remember in high school every like first practice i swear 
I would sprain my ankle the worst it's ever been sprained. Like every, it was like my shoes just letting me know, like, all right, uh, <laughs> like I was like, what the fuck? Every first practice, I fucking no, and I'm clumsy, so I'm always like slightly like spraining my ankle, but I've never just sprained my ankle to that extent before. Mm-hmm. Like I'll sprain my ankle, like. Today I walked on my ankle weird and I was just like, ow. Like um, <laughs> for like a good 30 minutes, every time I walk, I was like, ow. <laughs> but, no, I just walked that shit off. Like. Yeah, it's never been to the extent where I couldn't just walk it off. Like mm. I had like I was like out of commission for like a month. That like sucks. like I just couldn't work. Cali, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, bar- like, like and I was catching a bus. I was like <laughs> on the subway, like to the audition. I had, I still had to have my crutches. So like, I'm like, I'm like, fuck these crutches. So I'm like hobbling on the fucking bus and shit. And like, um, for the audition, I had to, uh, uh, it was something similar. So like, um, I was like suing my baby daddy for like, um, for like my, for letting my son get injured on a trampoline. And uh, we just did it in one take. And it was like, that was amazing. I'm like, okay. And then, like, ended up getting a call back, like, yeah, um, we really enjoyed your uh, your um, audition. We want you to come and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I came in there with my little sprained ankle with my little punk ass heels on. And I just did the thing. I won. <laughs> I won that, ca- that fake case, too. <laughs> she won. Yeah, but so it was funny well, because so I was... So was that the script as well you had to sue him for no so we i was suing my uh dance instructor so i had a husband all type of stuff it was crazy for what me and my husband were uh taking dance classes for our anniversary and uh basically like he still charged us but the the we didn't even he taught us the wrong dance it was like we were supposed to be doing tango and he taught us like mexican tango or something it was yeah. it wasn't the right one so it was like yeah because we were going to mexico or somewhere like that and we wanted Talk to learn yeah we wanted to learn authentic tango or some shit it was something weird but i'm like okay <laughs> all right uh move on fuck i'm stuck well, well there's a little that sounds like a hard case to beat <laughs> right like, that sounds hard as fuck to prove yeah <laughs> like how do you know that he taught you the wrong yeah. thing i was on his ass i taught you the uh jamaican <laughs> version of that <laughs> i was on his ass and it's funny because the guy that was playing my husband he was terrible with his words so like i was basically talking the whole time and he was like yeah my wife gonna take <laughs> say you know she gonna speak you know i'll let my wife speak i'm like yeah, bae. <laughs> like, yeah. Stay in the background. I got this. Yeah, and it's funny because I never got to see the episode. Really? So you yeah, still have not. No. Seen it? So Somebody people, else saw yeah. It? So I was out in LA, and people were just sending me like pictures of me. That's like, is this you? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wait, what channel is that on? And it's like, oh, it's off now. I'm like, fuck, because we were watching um, Judge Mathis, and we had seen somebody that's from here. On that show. What's it? Judge? Judge Perez. I thought it was like uh, Judge Joe Brown or some shit. Oh, no. It was was Judge Perez. Yep. It was a lady. And I'm like... Oh, okay. I see her. Yep. Episode list. I'm about to look this up. (laughs) The Tango episode. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck the episode was called, but it was definitely like... I don't know. They be having like weird names for the episodes. Like, yeah. who shot John? Today we're gonna be like what? Then <laughs> a little background music. Dude, that my fucking grandma used to always watch uh, Judge Mathis. Yeah, he funny. That was. That he was be my on shit. people's tail. Now that I know that shit's all fake. Yeah, and it ruined it all for me. Yeah, like, a lot of people. Because I used to think he was really on the ass. Now I know that shit is all acting. Uh huh. So, yeah. Yep. So it's like it, it makes sense now because like they'll say some stupid shit <laughs> and then they'll just start laughing <laughs> and it's like 
Yeah, no. Nah. But with hers, like she tries to be as realistic as possible. So it's like, if you say something that's like a little just too stupid, we gonna redo it. Because mm-hmm. she, she, she's to trying realistic. to, te- yeah. See, she's trying to like actually teach people, you know, how the court system works versus other um, shows. Like, is more entertainment. I got you, and I feel like Judge Joe Brown is like that too. Mm-hmm. He's similar to Judge Mathis. Mm-hmm. What I never really watched Judge Judy. Yeah, Judge Judy is similar too. She be trying to she be trying to go in. She go in on you and then just like, nah, I know it's fake. I'm like, damn, they really ain't even going in on them like that. I thought they was really shitting on their whole life. No, Judge Perez definitely was going in on dude. She was going in on him on the tango instructor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that day was crazy. Uh, question. Let's end off with a question. Uh, last segment. I like to call it "Speak It Into Existence." Ooh, I like that. What do you want to speak into your future? Prosperity. What do you mean by that? Mm, just being rich in everything. Rich in life. Rich in life. Um. I don't know, being just being able to provide for myself, um, being able to continue to make a difference, um, work for myself. (laughs) I was was going to try to like keep a straight face. Oh I was gonna try to Ooh. ignore it, but then I looked at your face. I could. I, I was trying to like, hide. I was trying to hide. I was like, I don't want to ruin she going in. Again. I was like, I don't want to ruin it. I was like, I don't you did, it. you did, because it was all over your face. Because <laughs> I wanted to laugh as soon as I heard it. I was just like, wait, this is serious. I was like, wait, what? Okay, so prosperity, being rich in life. Uh, and where were we? <laughs> <Before> <laughs> I that. don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry about that. We'll edit out of this. We'll yeah, just saying everything. Like speaking into existence that like Milwaukee is gonna be. I can be. <laughs> I can do my best to push myself and push Milwaukee, and mm. so we can stop being like discredited for what we are and like not only that but we can actually start making a change for Mm -hmm. ourselves instead of asking for a change like we can make that change ourselves i i want to speak that into existence we can be that change actually my lighter my lighter says my brother gave this to me and i was just like i'm gonna keep this it says be the change you want to see that's a good lighter to have. Yeah. You gotta keep really. Yeah, every time it. I every time I blick that blicky, you know what I'm you saying? Know you you wanna know? be the change you wanna see. Yep. <laughs> and then I shake. <laughs> Take that puff. I shake. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm straight. We're gonna be the change you wanna see. And I feel like we have so many talented, talented people here. Exactly. And I just feel like we just gotta, you know. We have to push each other. I feel like we were right. There was a point. A couple years ago where I feel like we were like right there and I feel like some things just went a different way and now we're like a lot of people are back at square one mm-hmm. and it's like what do we do to build back up again and how do we you know try and shape the culture around Milwaukee and show people around the world what our culture is and that's like the biggest thing to me i feel like every big city has some type of representation you know and we don't and we really don't i feel like detroit has like film representation music representation la florida like miami new york chicago even seattle yeah like it's known for you know what I'm known saying? for music in <laughs> san francisco oakland like all the cities around the world or no except for milwaukee i feel like people look at milwaukee and they're like what is there milwaukee there's what? cows there 
there I didn't know there there's black people there. Yeah, we only got some cows. I went like a whole two years without seeing one and I, I finally saw one again. And I was like, damn, it's been a minute. Like but I need that's to get not out of the in, city. That's, that's not even Milwaukee get... <laughs> County though. Yeah, you gotta go way out of Milwaukee County yeah, to see a cow. Like, Milwaukee is literally a city. Except for like <laughs> uh, let's yeah, if you go out like towards Mequon area, once you get towards there, you're that's when you're gonna see cows. Like, yeah. And we'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, I can say it's on red, so I just wanna oh, Okay. Shit. Uh any last words you wanna get in before we end the podcast? I wanna thank you for coming and being my first episode back. I I, I didn't say it say that at the beginning, but this is the first in two years and you're my first episode. So I appreciate you. I for being a friend. I am honored. And thank you. And um last words that I have to say is um I just want to speak life into your success and like all your like endeavors that you are like moving for. I know a lot of people don't know what you're doing, but I know a little bit and I'm <laughs> just I'm really excited for that like to bring that into fruition and see the change that you're going to do for the city. Like I'm really excited for everything that everyone has been doing. Like I definitely feel like this year is the year for us to really push our city to, to be what we've been wanting it to be for mm-hmm. our whole lives. Like, and I, I definitely see that. And I feel like 2021 is going to be the time mm-hmm. and the place. So definitely. see you guys then. Thank you guys for tuning in to Kicking It with Tyree. I'm Tyree. And I'm True. Peace. And if you don't know me now, you know me soon. Stop.